welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles. Dr. Charles is a family practitioner, board certified in family practice, and spends a lot of her time seeing, at the moment, mostly patients who are Medicare eligible, age 65 and over. And one of the topics, Dr. Charles, that we want to take up today is hypertension. And I would suspect among your patients, there are quite a few who have blood pressure going out of control. Well, we see a lot of hypertension. You know, it's a very common chronic condition that we see in our practice, especially in my age group, you know, which is the the 65 plus patients that we see here. It's actually rare where I find a patient that has not, that doesn't need to be on any kind of medication or that doesn't have any issues with high blood pressure at all. Of course, we can see it in patients that are much younger as well, but it's very It's not just the old. Not just the old. Not just the old. Well, joining us is our very special guest, Dr. Emanuel Jane. He is the lead physician for WellMed at Haines City in Haines City, Florida. Earned his medical degree from the University of Santo Tomas in Manila. That's in the Philippines. Completed his family medicine residency at the University of South Florida in Tampa. Dr. Jane is board certified in family practice and geriatric medicine. And as we found out talking to him off the air, and I assume it's true, he's got a twin brother. Hey, Dr. Jane, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you to be here. I have been looking forward to this encounter ever since that is uh, developed. And I'm glad that I'll be talking about hypertension because this is very important. In fact, years ago, they said the the numbers you don't know might kill you. And that was the best word after the war when the president was declared in good uh, medical condition. And I think two or three weeks later, he had developed a stroke. And they would say they look at what is the common denominator for all these patients that have a stroke. And that is when hypertension started to be, you know, looked at uh, ever since. And wherever you go, hypertension is very important. I mean, blood pressure. And not only that, together with the pulse, oftentimes patients are only aware of their blood pressure, but not the pulse. And yet the pulse is very important when you consider blood pressure. If I see somebody unconscious on the street, what do I do first? Of course, being a doctor, I feel the pulse. And if the pulse is low, I know this patient has uh, had injury with increased intracranial pressure, the pulse slows down. And if this patient has a thready pulse, I know this patient has internal injury. So I called the ear and said, take this patient to the OR, it's bleeding. If it's in the brain, you can take your time, have a CT scan, elderly patient may not, uh, you know, succumb at that particular moment. So one thing that I really would like to emphasize at this meeting right now with regards to hypertension is the pulse, high blood pressure and pulse. And I tell my patient that because that will dictate on how I treat the patient. The patient may already be 60 years old and uh, pulse of uh, 65. I don't want to put that patient on beta blocker because it will slow down the heart. And if I have a patient who's who's very anxious and and the pulse is rapid, I'm not going to put that patient on medication that will cause the pulse rate to go up. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. the patient will be more anxious. Well, that's hypertension. Right. Very important. I'm glad that we have this topic this afternoon. Uh, it's interesting that's, that you uh, bring up pulse. And uh, Dr. Charles, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, you know, let, let's get, you know, let's go even more basic. Like, let's, get, you know, back up a little bit and explain even what, you know, what numbers people should be looking for and what hypertension is defined as. Yes, the, the normal blood pressure 120 over 80. And that's what everybody knows. And the policy 60 to 90. Anything higher than that is abnormal. But then we start medication when it gets uh, higher than that with comorbid conditions, diabetes, you know, cholesterol, and uh, overweight, and lack of activity, a lot of other things that has to be considered. It's not just the blood pressure. Blood pressure is just the window towards helping patients with other chronic conditions. And that's where wherever you go, the blood pressure is being taken because that's vital science. That's the part of life. That's so when I have a patient, I said, oh, I'm glad you're alive. You have a blood pressure and a pulse. And added to that, <laughs> we have a temperature that is not a room temperature, but 98.6. I said, wow. And they have a, temp, a, blood, I mean, a pulse of uh, you know, 70 and the oxygen saturation of 95%. I tell my patient, you're alive. That's where wherever you go. If they want to prove that you're alive, tell them what your blood pressure, your pulse, your temperature, and your oxygen. And you say, I'm alive. So blood pressure, 120 over 80 is good. Anything higher than that, they have uh, decided, you know, mild hypertension, moderate hyper emergency hypertension. Anything higher is already putting the patient at risk. But those numbers keep changing as somebody on the outside. I'm not a medical provider. I don't even play one on TV or radio. The numbers keep changing. It used to be 120 over 80. Then we were told, well, if you're a senior, 140 and below, you're okay. Is that true? So I think what what Dr. Jane was referring to is, you know, how what the diagnosis is. And, you know, because it is high blood pressure doesn't necessarily mean we start medication. We can have that mild, you know, elevated blood pressure. The 130 to 139 technically is a little bit elevated, but it's mild and we don't necessarily start medication at that. We may start dietary recommendations, tell them to start exercising, um, avoid the salt, you know, things like that when we have just mildly elevated blood pressures. Once we start seeing numbers above 140 over 90, that's when we're going to start considering um, medications if needed. That's true. That's really true. At first, we try not to jump on medications that would alter their uh, blood vessel and the heart and the brain. We just concentrate on what is available for the patient, which is, you're, you're right, uh, uh, Marisa, is the uh, uh, diet, exercise, losing weight. Uh, with the first speaker that we have is uh, stress uh, management. And those are really very important before they get into the more problematic level, uh, which is 140 over 90. And at that level, it causes damage to the body. And the blood pressure goes up and down. Even every 30 seconds, it goes up That's and down. True. Like while it's talking to you, my blood pressure number. is probably 190 over 110. <laughs> it's <possible> 110. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a smile, so it goes down. you're so excited. <laughs> and then Ron is there smiling. So my pulse starts slowing down. So it really adjusts to, to your environment and even to your own thinking. And in fact, I sometimes when I... had patients you know, that we're worried because, well, I checked my blood pressure this morning and it was 120 over 80, but then later in the afternoon, it was 130 over 85 or, you know, it is normal for your blood pressure to be shifting and adjusting, you know, to your environment all day long. So that's absolutely true. Now we're going to right to, uh, come right back to Dr. Jane and Dr. Charles. But first, I want to remind folks, if you're just joining us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm your co-host, Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and our guest, 
Dr. Emmanuel Jane. He is the WellMed lead physician at WellMed at Haines City in Florida. And we're talking about hypertension. Talk to me a little bit more about heart rate, pulse, uh, normal 65 to 70. Uh, I've got a friend in Washington, D.C., also a physician. Uh, when people would say to him, gee, I've got a wonderful heart rate and pulse. My pulse is usually in the 50s, sometimes in the 40s. So I'm good to go. And he said, yes, until you faint in front of a bus. That's that's really true, especially in the elderly. As we get older, our uh, pulse rate starts slowing down. But for every stroke volume of our heart beats stronger when we get older. So our pulse may be only in the 60s or below 60 without symptoms. And that's good. But you're right. If they will ignore that, and then especially in Florida and also in Texas, when it's too hot and they go out there working in the, in the yard, they don't even know that they are getting dehydrated and their volume drops and they pass out and they go to the emergency room and uh, their pulse is becoming fast now because of the uh, fainting dehydration. But while they're there with a the low pulse being an elderly, you have to be careful with your hydration. When you're out there, you have to drink electrolyte solution. Not just plain water, because then the water will be, you know, you develop water intoxication, which we discussed uh, the last time. But very important is the elderly, is the hydration. It's very important. But you have to be careful also, because if you are hypertensive and you go out there and drink a lot of salty uh, drinks, then that can also be a problem. So the so thing Dr. is, Charles, when you don't feel good, that's the time to get, you know, call your doctor. Uh, Dr. Charles, you mentioned you'll have patients who will call you and say, I took my blood pressure this morning and it was whatever. And I took it this afternoon and I took it this evening. Do we overdo it? Do we really need to be checking our blood pressure three, four times a day? For most people, I would say no, no. It generally tends to cause anxiety um, when they're seeing these minor changes in blood pressure. There are some patients that have um, more volatile blood pressures, and and sometimes it is worthwhile checking it a little bit more often. Usually, I'll you know I'll give patients a certain direction if I want to know what their blood pressures are doing at home, and if it's going to help me adjust the, the change the medication or adjust the dosages or the frequency or the timing of the medicine. Then I may have them for a short period of time check a little more frequently. But for the most part, I wouldn't necessarily have a patient be checking their blood pressure all the time. You drive That's yourself true. crazy. I, I just advise my patient to, if I'm still uncontrolled hypertension or I'm trying to establish the diagnosis, I let them check it in the morning once they relax and in the evening, the blood pressure and the pulse and write them down for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll go look at the average. And if the average is more than the normal, then I, I start with medication, start with advice on how to do it without medications. And and that is very important. But when my patients check it three or four times a day, they'll have hypertension at the end of the day. Sure. So they get so nervous. That's right. Self-induced yeah. hypertension. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I have uh, advised patients that help a lot is to stop and think, or, or I'm sorry, stop and listen. I tell them that when you feel like your blood pressure is high, just stop and you just listen. Not listen to anything, but just listen. And they will observe that their muscles drop and they relax. Mindfulness technique. Yes. There. Sometimes we call them, you know, count to 10 and, and, you know, and, and sometimes they count fast and then their blood pressure goes up. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, there are some people who can tell how their heart rate is going. They can sense if their blood pressure is up 
and we'll talk more about that in just a moment. You listen to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and our very special guest, Dr. Emmanuel Jane. He is the lead physician for WellMed at Haines City in Haines City, Florida. This is WellMed Radio. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. We're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Emmanuel Jane. He is the lead physician for WellMed in Haines City, Florida. And we're talking about hypertension, talking about heart rate, talking about ways in which uh, we can live a healthier life. So, Dr. Jane, there are some people, and I'm not one of them, uh, who can tell when their heart is racing who can tell when it's not working the way it ought to. I have AFib, and I was diagnosed uh, one day and actually at a uh, doctor's appointment uh, where they checked my uh, heart rate, and it was at 169. Oh, boy. And (laughs) it was racing a little. Just a little bit there, Ron. And, you know, whenever the nurse says, I'll be right back and steps out, Yeah, you never want to be interesting when it comes to medicine. Oh, I've got the most interesting I'll be right back. And so she came back in with uh, my PCP at the time. And and he said, "Uh, how are you feeling? I I said, I I feel okay. I'm I'm a little short of breath, but I feel okay. And they sent me to the emergency room where I I was diagnosed with AFib. (laughs) When my patients, I know they have a problem. And when they tell me they don't have a problem, that's when I listen. I really try to listen and say, what do you mean feel all right? Oh, this morning I was waking up and I felt a little dizzy, but now I'm okay. Yeah. And, and so I think that is when we really have to dig farther and see how they feel, because what they feel is the, the cry of a suffering organ. It could be their heart, could be their, their brains, it, and, and they will tell you that. And oftentimes we just brush it off and, and not listen to it. But the most important thing in our encounter with the patient is their history, what they will offer, volunteer to you. Because when I ask them questions, I'm actually putting words in their mouth. Do you feel dizzy when it's low? Do you feel your heart goes fast when uh, you're excited? So I'm putting words in their mouth instead of them describing and said, Dr. Jane, I feel my heart is coming out of my chest. That's very important. So one thing I have learned in medicine is that not to put words in their mouth, but just to let them explain. And they often, and you're right, Ron, these patients know when their blood pressure is high. When they're mad at their, at their partner, they know their pressure is high. When they are, cannot pay their bills, they know their pressure is high. They have a lot of uh, signs and symptoms. 
that we that I have to listen to, and and that's very important. When you so think I will about say it, though, little caveat there: there are some patients that don't feel it at all, which is why they do refer to high blood pressure as a silent killer. Because I do have some folks that come in the office, blood pressure through the roof, and feel like you said they'll say they feel fine, which is you know where you have to convince them and, and intervene and, and have them do the home blood pressure checks. I also have a lot of patients that come into the office with a really elevated blood pressure, but it's what we call that white coat, you know, where they come in in the office, it's very high, but then uh, at home, they're having pretty normal readings. And so that's where doing those home blood pressure checks for a period of time helps us kind of differentiate or, or figure out which kind of patient that person is. Now, how do you know the home device is properly calibrated. Well, oftentimes we tell them to, if they're really concerned about it, we tell them to bring their blood pressure to the clinic. And then we check our blood pressure with them that is calibrated and also with theirs. And that's where we compare. And there should be not much uh, differences in those uh, blood pressure reading. Now, if you have uh, 30 or uh, 20 differences, that's important. So we try, and and important thing is the calf and where they take it. Sometimes they come in with a wrist uh, blood pressure device, which is not very accurate, or their arm is not, the cough is not uh, big enough. Getting them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for their cough, and the blood pressure will go up. So all of these have to be considered, especially if there's a differences in the clinic and at home. And that's very important that uh, Marisa have indicated about uh, blood pressure in the in the clinic. And their blood pressure is high. They just come from the outside, especially in our environment. It's hot. And they drive in. And then within five minutes, they're in their room. And then you check the blood pressure. We, we check them again. If we have hypertension that's high, we repeat them. You know, even after the visit, they stay around for a while and they check the blood pressure. And oftentimes, they go down. And I console them with that because they're scared, especially when you tell them your, your blood pressure is uncontrolled. It might be to us. It, it might not be that you know. It's only by by ten uh, you know differences. But to the patient, any time that you uh, uh, are concerned about that, they're ten times more concerned. That's why I tell my patient when I'm worried, that's the time you worry. When you're worried, I'm not worried because I, I know what's going on. So that's very important. All right, I want to come back to something Dr. Charles said, and and Marissa, you pointed out uh, what I always heard growing up that hypertension is the silent killer that if you don't know, it can hurt you. Absolutely. It increases your risk of heart attacks. It increases your risk of strokes. It increases your risk of kidney disease. And I've had patients that, for example, you know, maybe didn't have insurance for, for many years and they finally get Medicare in their 60s and come in to only to find out that their kidney function is already significantly decreased because of high blood pressure that they were not aware of because they never checked. Which nowadays, you know, more grocery stores, you know, will often have, or pharmacies, CVSs, Walgreens, will often have the machine where you can check your blood pressure, even if you don't own a monitor, that you can, and if you haven't been to the doctor, you can check it that way as well to see if you're within the normal range or in that, you know, high risk range or in the high blood pressure range. So for all ages, really, blood pressure is is an important thing to to keep an eye on. Well, the in-store machines are available at no cost. You don't have to pay to get your blood pressure checked. Yeah, to me, that's more like a screening uh, test for their blood pressure and has to be um, verified at the doctor's office or what they buy and check it at home. Because I had a patient like that, a truck driver, 
And along the way, he would stop the, those places and have his blood pressure check and would give me a call and say, my blood pressure is high and he's driving on the highway. And I tell him, stop doing that. Have your own blood pressure. Go to the, when you, and, you know, get into your restful state in the hotel. Then that's the time you get your blood pressure because that, that's very important. And the blood pressure medication that's very also important is the teeth hypertension is not a as needed thing. Some of my patients will take the blood pressure because they think it's high, they take it, and then when it's low, they don't take it. And I tell them, no, it has to be a continuous uh, treatment of their blood pressure. It changes every five minutes, and you know you don't take it as needed because majority of patients take it as needed, and, and that's not the way to treat it. And, and it doesn't say that on the label. Yeah, correct. And, and that's been misconstrued by a lot of patients uh, about that. Years ago, what people are scared about is the hypertension, which is reasonable. Nowadays, they don't mention so much about hypertension, but hypercholesterol. And now they don't even tell me about their cholesterol. What they're worried about now is dementia. And, and I said, you still have to go back to hypertension. That is the basic uh, form, I mean, the basic signs of life is hypertension. So it's really very important. I'd like to emphasize that sometimes people take it for granted. And just like, uh, you know, Charles, Dr. Charles said, is that, you know, oftentimes they ignore it. And then when they come back, they already have a very advanced kidney damage, uh, enlargement of the heart already in failure. And if you look at it, they have not been taking their medication for even three months or so. Mm -hmm. Wow. So even, you know, it, it relates to all organs, you know, even you mentioned dementia, you know, uncontrolled high blood pressure that can lead to, you know, micro uh, ischemia, you know, to decrease blood flow into the brain as well, can lead to a certain type of dementia as well. So that blood pressure is important for, you know, all of our normal body um, functions, including our heart and our kidney function and, and our thinking in our mind as well. So if we talk more about that connection of blood pressure and dementia, you'll get more people paying attention. Uh, because Dr. Jane is right. Folks who are 60, 70, 80, 90 are concerned about dementia. And the older they get, their risk of dementia goes up. So linking in, in conversation high blood pressure to the risk of dementia will get their attention. Yeah, oftentimes they don't know that it's a multifactorial causes uh, about hypertension there uh, current state in their life, their medical condition, psychological condition, social condition. I have patients who have been uh, doing well and then all of a sudden becomes alone at home due to uh, death of the spouse or being alone in the family and come back and the blood pressure is very high and didn't have any problems before. So it is affected by so many things, multifactorial approach, their, their uh, psychological, social approach, and even moral when it gets older. They're more concerned about, will I go to hell or heaven? Their blood pressure goes up. <laughs> and the most, the most uh, serious and the most strong emotional disturbance on a human being, to me, is guilt. And the more guilt they have, the more their blood pressure goes up. And if you don't deal with that, when they're older, I have to address that and tell them, now, you are 78 years old. Uh, tell me if you are guilty about something. <laughs> Ninety <laughs> percent of the time, they would say, oh, "I said, don't tell me that. I'm not a priest, don't but just tell me." Tell me what, you know. but, right? <laughs> yeah, and and tell them you know to work for uh, to work with that, and and oftentimes just to assure them that uh, that it will be okay, you know, to to be guilty as long as you know that you are. Dr. That's Jane, very interesting. We, yeah, can we talk a little bit about things that one can do um, to re- help blood pressure stay within the normal ranges at home, like? 
diet, exercise? What are some recommendations you give your patients? Got about a minute and a half. Yeah, that is really very important because these are the things that they themselves can do, not me. So when a patient comes in, I try to uh, let them own their illness and they can do something about it. And I tell them what I know they should know, but being a doctor, I apply it to a doctor, but for them as a patient, they should apply it. So when it comes to exercise, I tell them to be physically fit, to be strong, they have to be uh, have endurance, flexibility, balance, and all that in the elderly. And I tell them that one important thing also is to have a social uh, support group that they can have. If you have a problem, talk about your blood pressure with your friends when you have breakfast in the morning. And that's very important. Stress reduction is very important. Physical fitness is very important. Diet. Oh, diet. We tell people, you know, cut down on your salt. But, hey, they've been eating salt all their life. It's very hard to convince them. But I tell them not salt, but bacon and and cheese. I don't tell them low salt. I tell them what they eat. And that part of the burger, you have the cheese there. And and I tell my patients uh, that you have to watch those. I don't want you to be deprived of the salt that increases the taste of food, but cut it down instead of having, you know, four sticks of bacon, just have only one now. And instead of three cheeses, there, just one. Cut it down because you cannot really avoid patients who, especially in the elderly, they have enjoyed things. And then all of a sudden you tell them, stop. <laughs> there's, there's no way they can stop. <laughs> they enjoy life it's so hard. Much. I know. <laughs> I know, Dr. Jane. All right. Speaking of stop, we have to stop right now. And Dr. <laughs> Jane, as always, You did a great job. It's always great to have you on WellMed Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you for for being here. On behalf of uh, our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for joining us on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.